Welcome back to part two of the message, God Forgives the Profane. As Pastor Tim teaches, society may say there is no hope for the drug addict. The user himself may feel like there is no hope for him, but there is hope in Jesus. And no matter who cries out to him, God promises to hear and to act. Here's Pastor Tim. Wine is a mocker. The verse continues, intoxicating drink arouses brawling, and whoever is led astray by it, it always leads you astray. Whoever is led astray by it is not wise. We talked about synonyms a while ago. You want a synonym for is not wise? It's fool. That's who he's talking about. Now I know somebody's going to come up to me afterwards and say, Tim, show me anywhere in the Bible where it says, Thou shalt not drink alcohol. It's not in there, is it? No, but there are verses like this that say that you're a fool if you do. Just don't. Just don't. In this passage today, I think that there is another threat. Another threat that fits not only this passage, but fits our particular city. There's a national treatment provider called the Addiction Center. They said that the biggest threat in Columbus, Georgia is opioids. Opioid addiction has increased tenfold in the last decade. Now, heroin fits into the category of opioids. And so somebody's going, well, that's not me. I mean, I ain't ain't no heroin addict. You might be surprised who is. Number two, it's not just heroin that's an opioid. In that same family is hydrocodone, oxycodone, Percocet, Vicodin, a whole host of others. When I had my first hip surgery back in February, they prescribed for me some opioids. And they gave me 90 of them. 90! I took one when I got home because I thought, well, I probably better take this because it's really going to hurt. I took one. People are being over-prescribed for what they do not really genuinely need. There's a difference, isn't there, between need and abuse. Let me give you these numbers. I gave this number lower in the first service today. I said 57%. The number is 59 The national average of opioid prescriptions in America is 59%, which means 59% of Americans have at some point in their life been medically prescribed some kind of opioid. In Georgia, the number is 71%. I got this from Piedmont Hospital. Piedmont Hospital gives us those numbers, and the only thing that they will say about Muskogee County is that we are higher than the state average. If they won't even give us the number, what does that tell you about the possibility of that number? Did you know that Georgia is in the top 10 of all 50 states for opioid abuse? And that Columbus is one of the hardest hit areas? Did you know that 88% of all drug overdoses in Columbus 
are opioid-related. Foolish choices lead to foolish behavior, which leads to foolish consequences. Profane choices lead to profane behavior, lead to profane consequences. Foolish choices lead to foolish behavior that leads to foolish consequences. This is the life of the profane person. This is the life of the fool. The Bible identifies them. It's who they are. But I have a second question. What happens when these people cry out to the Lord for help? I mean, I've seen and I understand maybe better when the poor cry out to the Lord for help. We've seen and maybe I understand it a little bit better when when the prisoner cries out to the Lord for help. But for the person who has shaken his or her fist at God, cries out to God for help, what happens? The beauty of Psalm 107 is that there are a pair of verses that are repeated in each of these four sections. The verses that we're looking at in our section today is verses 19 and verse 21. We get to learn what it was like when in the midst of their trouble, at the height of their trouble and their affliction and their misery, when they cried out to God, The same fourfold pattern that we've seen among the poor, the same fourfold pattern we've seen among the prisoner, is now the fourfold process that we see among the profane. You can probably fill out your own note to this point, but it's just as true. Number one, the profane were grieved. The profane were grieved. I am reminded in verse number 18 that these are people at the end of their rope. They have nowhere else to turn. They're knocking on death's door, and death has its hand on the knob. They can't look around anymore, and so finally, they look up. And so you get to read in verse number 19, then. Then, when they have had enough, when they see that alcohol does not provide what it promises, when an abuse of drugs, either legal or illegal, does not provide what it promises, then, look at verse 19, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. From being between a rock and a hard place, I'm reminded in verse 17 that they they are there because of their own doing. It's their own sin. It's them choosing transgression and and, and iniquity over the Lord and over His Word. And I think sometimes that group of people 
refuse to call on the name of the Lord because maybe they figure that God's had enough of them. You probably know what that's like. Maybe your own children, maybe your own grandchildren. They continue to make bad choices again and again and again, and you see their life going down the drain. And they come and they say, I, you know, I promise I'm going to do better this time. And they just don't. It's not going to be long before they stop making those promises. And then it won't be long before they quit coming around at all. If people will treat their parents, their grandparents, their friends that way, they surely treat the Lord that way. That's why they sense that, yeah, God's good, but He's not that good. I mean, yeah, God's merciful, but I've tried His patience too much. He's not that merciful. Can I tell you that He is? God is infinitely good. God is infinitely merciful. He stands willing to forgive no matter what you've done. and No matter who you are. And when you can finally come to a point to where your addiction is somehow so bad that you have had enough and you cry out to Him, He is listening. These people have. They have been grieved enough that they cry out to the Lord. Then they're ready for step two. Step two is that the Lord was gracious. The Lord was gracious. Not only did He hear their cries, He acted. And just as we saw in verse 1, He acted with goodness, He acted with mercy, He is acting with grace. Look at the end of verse number 19. And He saved them out of their distresses. All of their distresses. It's not just the one drink. It's not just the one dose. It is a compilation of problems. It's the very problems that led them to try to seek some kind of relief out of a bottle. And the Lord saves them. He says, out of all of their distresses. How does he do that? How does God do what your willpower can't do? How does God do what your family can't do? How does God do what your want to can't do? Look at verse number 20. This is how. He sent His Word and healed them. There is healing power in the Word of God. The same God who spoke the worlds into existence. The same God who will speak victory over His enemies. The same God who speaks salvation into your life. That's how He does it. He speaks. 
And He does what nobody else can do. He does what 12 steps can never do. He does what one step can ever do. God does it all by speaking and healing. That's why it's so important to stand on God's Word in the midst of your suffering. To know that it is His Word that says, by His stripes we are healed. To know that it is His Word that says, our Lord God, I am the Lord God who heals you. We simply trust Him. And look at the end of verse number 20. And, there's more. (laughs) There's more that He does. And delivered them from their destructions. It's their own destructive behavior that has them in this circumstance. And God is the one who delivers them from that destructive behavior. By the way, that word for destruction means to sink down. They are on a sinking ship. In the midst of that sinking ship, they cry out to the Lord for help. And He delivers them out of their own sinking down. It's God who does that. Let me remind you again, verse number 19, that word that we see there. What did He do? He saved them. He saved them. It's where you really find freedom. It's where you really find healing. That same gracious power that brings forgiveness and brings restoration brings transformation to the foolishly profane. It's available to anybody. Step number three. When that happens, when the profane are so grieved that they cry out to, the, to God, when the Lord is so gracious that He hears and He acts, then number three, the profane were grateful. They were grateful. I mean, gratitude is the right response, isn't it? When God provides what I cannot provide, when God delivers from where I am stuck, when God breaks the metaphorical chains that hold me, how can I not be thankful for that? Second pair of repeated verses is verse number 21. It begins by saying, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness. If God has been good to you, thank Him. Tell Him thanks. And it's the appeal isn't, oh, that men would do this. But not just any men. Look at the beginning of verse number 22, the very next verse. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. For this group of people, for them to offer God thanks for His salvation, for His deliverance from their destructions, for His deliverance from all of their distresses, from His deliverance from their troubles and their misery. For them to thank Him is first to acknowledge that that's me. That that's me. I am the one with the problem. I am the one who puts my family at risk. I am the one who needs God to do something and God steps in and delivers. And so I am the first one 
to say thank you. Then number four, when that happens, the Lord was glorified. The Lord was glorified. The end of verse number 21 is really still about giving thanks, but notice this time it says that he is giving thanks for his wonderful works to the children of men. So now it's not just me praying and saying, God, thank you for what you've done in my life. This is who I was. This is who I am. Thank you for that change. Now it is me thanking God, but in front of other people. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, right? Look at verse number 22, the end of the very next verse. He says, and declare his works with rejoicing. So they declare God's work in their life with great, great joy. God is glorified when his people glorify him. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If God's been good, then tell it. If God has been merciful, then tell it. There is somebody who needs to know that in their situation, God can deliver them. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. I want you to pray first of all for yourself. Are you this person? God stands ready to make you whole. Is this person in your family? If they are, then likely you are weary. You're weary of helping them. You're weary of bailing them out. Ask God to take over. Is your friend in this group? Maybe it's a friend like Lee's that you grew up with. Maybe it's somebody that you work with side by side all the time. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let them see it. Do you need God to do something for you today that you can't do for yourself? I want you to come down here, gather in the altar, spend time with the Lord, cry out to Him. He is listening, and He will act. If I can help you, I want to. This is your moment. This one's your choice. I'm praying that you choose well. Father, bless every person in this room. Bless them with your goodness. Bless them with your mercy. Draw them to yourself. Bless them with your transforming salvation. Bless them with your healing. Bless them with your restoration. Bless this church with genuine revival. Bless us with your very presence. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking you. Amen. Stand with me where you are. What a great message of restoration. God is there to restore when we cry out to Him. 
He is gracious to forgive when we call out to Him. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That address is churchoffice at BritDavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.